So we keep on keeping on. Hey, little humans, I'm Norma Jean, and this is Stay Wild, the podcast about how to keep your quirks in the wondrous world. Welcome to episode seven. Today we're interviewing Kristen Furpo, who has an amazing journey, is now living in Bali as a sound healer. I'm going to read one of my toast poems, and I hope you enjoy the show. Today's podcast is brought to you by me, Norma Jean. I'm a singer, songwriter, and I draw an original Daily Doodle cartoon every single day on my Instagram, and you can also view it at my website, njloves, that's nj, like normajeanloves.com. Additionally, all the music that you hear on the show is actually my music, so I hope you enjoy it. You can find it on my website again, or Bandcamp, iTunes, and all the general places. If you do like the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you can like the show, write us a review, subscribe, it would really help other little humans find the show as well. So I hope you enjoyed today's show. And until then, stay wild. Welcome to the podcast. Okay, so today I'm here with Kristen Furpo. Hi, Kristen. Hi. Hi. So, Kristen, you are the founder of Heal Anywhere, and you're a sound healer. You've been moving into the holistic wellness area. Tell us, first of all, what is sound healing for those <laughs> for those, those who aren't in Ubud who are like, what the what? <laughs> it's a great question. Many yeah. people don't know what it is. Sound healing, what sound healing is, is it's a sound, music, any kind of sound we create creates a vibration. And we intentionally use that vibration to shift energy in our body. Okay. Is that... So I'm from LA and Mm -hmm. I was reading a long time ago in a magazine how they use ultrasound to like dissolve gallstones in people. Is it a similar kind of thing? Possibly. I'm not quite as familiar with that procedure. Okay. But I'll give an example like this. So you know how um, you go into a crowded airport during the holidays and you like you can feel that energy. You can yeah. sometimes feel the tension, yeah. you feel the rush. Holly can... Hunter, home for the holidays. Yeah, there you go, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you know the energy when you go into maybe a quiet park or a temple or a church and you're like, ah, oh, it's so peaceful. It's so yeah. nice, right? So that's not in your head. You're literally physically feeling something. And there's there's vibrations that are moving all throughout the planet. This book is a vibration. Right, the phone I'm taking is notes a right now. <laughs> Everything's a vibration, right? Like if you're sitting on a couch, it's a vibration. The pillow's a vibration. Well, you and I are a vibration. We're all energy. Energy is vibration, okay. right? Okay. So what we do is sound creates a vibration, and that comes and mixes with our own vibration. Okay. And it creates something. It can create disharmony, like when you walk into a crowded airport, and you're like, why can't I think clearly? It's loud. It's uh, There's like chaos around me. Yeah. Or sometimes you instantly walk into a different environment. Maybe it's a friend's home, or it's a spa. Yeah. And you're like, ah, it's so calm and clear. So what's happening is that vibration, mm-hmm. literally that energy is moving into your body, and it's helping either reharmonize, okay, or it's helping create dissonance, like chaos. Oh, right. That's so liter- it's, there's it's a like science food. behind you it. You can either eat the right food or eat the wrong food. Totally. Okay. It, it, well, it is. And food is energy. Food is vibration as well. And so so that's one thing. that Literally, it's physically coming into your body. Okay, that's one 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 way to look at cool. it. Another way, like when you're is, at a concert and there's a really big speaker, exactly, and you hear that boom, right? Boom, like boom. if you're if you've been to a big concert and you're standing near a huge speaker at the front and you're like, yes, but then like you feel it like in your ears, totally. And you can't, okay, it's that vibe is literally going through you, right? Okay, yeah. Now let's use something that maybe we're more familiar with, which is classical music. Right. Okay. Classical music has been proven. There's so much science out there 
how it takes our brain waves and it can manipulate our brain waves in a good way. So there's beta brain waves, which there's several brain waves, but I'll just talk about two. Yeah. Beta is when we're in kind of that frantic to-do list, type A, got to get this done personality, yeah. right? Like right. we're in that mindset. We're like, right. I'm doing these get 20 things done. today. Yeah, right? yeah. That's beta. You're kind of frantic. And, and, and truthfully, also with beta, it's not just getting the things done. It's, it's like you're constantly seeking outside of yourself for validation, mm. looking for the next golden nugget, the next sharp thing, the next pretty object, right? right? Like you're, you're, you're a train and you're rolling through. Exactly. Okay. Theta, for example, is another brainwave. And that is where we get a lot more calmer and grounded and clear. But we're also getting a lot more intuitive and more in touch with ourselves, And I would even go to say more truth. Mm. So in beta, we're not only frantically doing, you know, trying to achieve that to-do list, but it's also looking for validation outside of ourselves. Oh, I'm going to hang out with someone tonight just because I don't want to be alone and it doesn't matter what their energy is like. Theta mm. is like, you know, I either need to be by myself or right. I love this soul sister of mine and she's got beautiful energy and I'm just so connected with it right okay. now. Right? Yeah. So those are the differences between the two. Mm-hmm. Now, classical music has been scientifically proven to literally go in and alter our brainwaves and help bring us down to the theta. And I don't mean down in a negative brain, I mean calming down into a right. theta brainwave. Like restorative yoga. Absolutely. Okay, this is what we talked about uh, in an earlier episode of the podcast. Restorative yoga is where you get to the point where the parasympathetic nerve system within your body can shut off. Exactly. Okay. You got it. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. It's, wow. it's really cool. So it starts to reharmonize. One of the examples I also like to give is um, since the time we're born, our body is trying to continuously reharmonize, like keep us calm and grounded right. in this like kind of euphorically, perfectly balanced state. Okay. Right. right. And all throughout our lives, we're constantly putting ourselves in different environments with mm. different stimuli that either raise that up or bring that back down. Right. Getting back to that like human thing. Yes. Okay. And some of it is, it's not, none of it in my opinion is good or bad or right or wrong. Sometimes Mm. you want to go to a concert and there's that fun, energetic energy and you're like flying high, right? Yeah. And that's beautiful. Like we need that movement. We need that excitement and that joy and that bliss that comes in like a high rush. Right. Like going to a music festival. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. Totally. Singing your favorite song, belting it out. Yeah. And, but everything in life needs balance. So then that, if you just can't sustain that high, so then there's moments where you need to get calm and grounded. Right. But let's also be realistic. We can't just sit on our couch 24 seven and try and achieve this enlightenment stage for the rest of our lives and not move. You're you're not Mm. really being a human on this earth plane if you're doing that. Right. We have, you know, we put ourselves in different environments and it's a constant practice mm. to continue to redefine harmony, redefine balance, because balance means different things to us at different times. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So, balance in your 20s is not balance in your 30s. Exactly. <laughs> right. And balance, balance during the holidays with your family around. Right. And, and running around and doing those things might be very different than balance during the springtime or summertime. Yeah. Right. It, it's just, it's, that's why I like to say it's constantly redefining. Nothing's good or bad or right or wrong. It's just, what do I need at this moment in time? It might right. be different. It could be, even be different than last week. Last and how do I get back to where I want to be? Exactly. Okay. So here's where we can use the vibration of sound to help us. And there's a okay. variety of different ways that we can use the vibration of sound to help us. First and foremost, the one thing I want to say that is the number one most powerful way to help ourselves is our own voice. Okay. Because our own voice creates a unique vibration that is us, mm-hmm. that helps us reharmonize with ourselves. That within our own body. Absolutely. So that sound travels in your body. Yes. Okay. Nothing is more powerful than us 
helping ourselves heal. We have just forgotten that and we've lost touch with that. Mm. And so that's why humming and singing can instantly bring us joy. It really truthfully has nothing to do with how we sound. It's how we feel when we're doing it. So the more that people can hum and sing to themselves, the healthier we will be. It literally is taking your cells and it's like your cells are literally vibrating. Mm. And that is producing all different types of energies in your body that are helping yourself rebalance and reharmonize. Because at the end of the day, we really just need to keep getting out of the way of our bodies. Like yeah. I like to say, I need to stop micromanaging the universe in my body. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like it's let so it do funny. its own thing. Yeah, yeah. Because in, in, in Western in Western medicine and uh, Western psychology versus Eastern Eastern medicine, like Chinese medicine and all that, in the West, if you're sick, you take a pill and the pill fixes it. In the East, if you're sick, you create the conditions in your body where exactly. your body can heal itself. Exactly. Okay. And this is why, this is how I got into sound healing was okay. uh, two years ago, I was in Bali okay, and I didn't know what a singing bowl was and I did not know what sound healing was. Yeah. What is a singing bowl? <laughs> a singing bowl, singing bowls, there's different types. The most popular one is called a Tibetan singing bowl. It's from okay. Tibet. All right. And that's those metal bowls you see and they have the stick that yep. goes around it. And the metal bowls are made of seven precious elements from the earth. Mm. Copper, gold, silver, copper, gold, silver. <laughs> we'll put them in the metals. show notes. We'll yeah, put them definitely. in the show notes for you. And and what's powerful about them is, is true, authentic Tibetan singing bowls are handmade. Yeah. They're made with all the elements of the earth, and they're made with the intention to help reharmonize and truthfully help put us in a meditative state. Wow. Which is really about reharmonizing. Yeah. And so when you, and they all have different tones. Some yeah. are more high pitched, some are more low pitched. It could be for grounding, mm -hmm. it could be for reaching a higher And that's about realm. the shape and the size of the bowl, exactly. right? Exactly. Okay. And what's powerful about a singing bowl is it produces. Similar to classical music, which is why I give that example, it produces a tone that initially comes into our body and immediately starts to help us be harmonized. Mm. So when we hear it, it's like, oh, what is that amazing sound? Right. We're like, what is that? It's and it, it's been used for centuries. It's actually mm. one of the oldest known forms of communication and healing. It's used often Fantastic. in uh, temples. It's used in rituals. It's used in ceremonies to help calm the mind and help us get into a meditative state. Right. I heard it, and the first time I heard it, I was like, what is that amazing sound? And you were here in Bali. And I was here in Bali. Ah, we're coming at you live from my garden here in Ubud. So, okay, you were in, in the Bali. In beautiful rice fields, we I are. Say. We're in the rice field, so there might be dogs or motorbikes, so just bear with us. It's part of the journey. So you came to Bali, you'd never heard a singing bowl, and you were like... What is this profound sound? Yeah. I, it was, it was, I, yeah, exactly. Right. I was like, I got to learn more about this. And so I went yeah. to the woman who was playing it. It was in a yoga class. Mm. And she was like, oh, it's sound healing. I get private sessions. I was like, sign me up. You were like, that's for me. <laughs> Signed okay. up for it. A few days, I went to go have it, the sound healing session. And yeah. it was about three or four o'clock in the afternoon. And I remember very well because that day was the day of a perfect storm for me. Oh, yeah. Everything was going wrong. I wanted to really upset with a lot of people I had kind of my hit list yeah it's not going right You're like my, I hate you I hate flight. you I hate you I really hate you yeah just like yeah I was supposed to fly somewhere it didn't work like yeah. literally everything that could have gone wrong was going wrong and right. I almost canceled the session yeah and then I decided to go to the session but I didn't tell her anything about it yeah and she didn't tell me a lot about it because she didn't want me to get in my head she's like just feel feel yeah. this just these. come out and see how you go yeah and the way it works is you lay down you're fully clothed okay and it, um, every practitioner is different, but they'll have different size bowls mm -hmm. and they either play them around you or they can put them on you. Oh, cool. She had Tibetan singing bowls. She placed them on my body. Wow. An hour and a half later, no joke. I finished the session and this is what I said to myself. You know, Kristen, I think what I'm going to do is go get 
some really healthy food, and then I'm going to go chill out tonight. I'm going to go to bed early. And you know what? When I wake up tomorrow morning, I'm going to have a clear mind, and somehow it's just all going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I literally, and I was like, and, and I was kind of having this out of body experience because I was like, what the heck? It's, it's just like the next to me? step beyond massage, right? When you yeah. come out of a great massage, you're like, everything is right in the world. Totally. And I need a cup of tea and a lie down. Right? It, yeah. it was, it, and so I told her about it, and then we dove deeper, and she's like, you're really responding differently than most of my clients. Like, you should look into this more. So I came back mm. to the US, studied, researched sound healing. Mm. I went to every practitioner I could find, and what I learned is there's, there's all different types of sound healing. So now we'll come back full circle to your initial yeah. question to me, which is there's crystal bowls, which are literally made of crystals from the earth, mm-hmm. quartz crystals. You can infuse them with, you know, your favorite rose quartz crystal or yeah. you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a crystal bowl girl. I'd be, I, you know, for me, I, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. I am a sound healing. I love sound healing so much. It is the best it's meditation. Powerful. It's so powerful. It is. And I think for me personally, I respond better to crystal sound than mm-hmm. I do to sound from metal. And that, I mean, it sounds weird if we're talking no, about it from like an external doesn't. experience, but for those of you who are listening, who aren't super familiar, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I feel like our bodies are made of crystal more mm-hmm. than they're made of metal. And I just, it, I feel metal in the back of my teeth sometimes. You know, well, and you know what? It also depends on the metal that you've heard, mm-hmm. right? It's all different. But the most important thing is that you know what you resonate with. Yeah. So again, I'm going to go back. There's nothing yeah. good or bad or right mm-hmm. or wrong. It's what you connect with. Mm-hmm. And what was so fascinating about this exploration I went around learning about sound healing is there's the crystal bowls, there's Tibetan singing bowls, Mm. there's people who just use their voice Mm. as sound healing. You can go to um, more like symphony, symphonic sound healing journeys where they'll bring all different ancient sounds, gongs, in addition to bells, in addition to all different types of instruments. So it takes you on more of a meditative journey. Exactly. Oh, fantastic. The whole point is that, again, what's the objective? To bring us back to ourselves and to calm us down. And Mm. from that one profound experience that I had here in Ubud, I was like, wait a minute, that... How, how could I an hour and a half before have been such a different person? And what I appreciated about after the experience was I was just calmer. And when you're calmer and grounded, you can make better choices for yourself. Yeah. That's what's so powerful. Yeah. That is what I call like the first level of sound healing. And that's why I got into it because I found myself in an environment living in San Francisco, California, working oh, yep, in corporate yep. America. I'm from San Francisco. Right. Working yep, in LA corporate America. San Francisco. I yep. lived in San Diego for a while, okay, like yeah, all yeah, over. Yeah. In the tech in the tech, right? <laughs> and, and you just, I saw other people and myself, mm. you're just running around like the rat on the hamster wheel, yeah. right? Like you're going and going and going and yeah. going and, and suddenly we're losing touch with ourselves. And so to be able to have a profound experience with something like this in a short amount of time, just to help bring you back to yourself was powerful. Mm. Now you can take it a lot deeper and you sound more specifically to work on your chakras, which are subtle energy points in your body. Right. I, last year, was traveling. I spent all last year traveling around India and Africa, and I hurt my lower back when I was oh, in South Africa. Okay. And all I had was this small bowl, Tibetan singing bowl with me, mm-hmm. and I couldn't, I could barely move in bed. I couldn't roll over. Yeah. So I took the bowl and I put it on my belly, mm-hmm. and I had, you have two mallets. You can have one that you can, a wind stick that you play it around and it sings, which uh-huh. is very traditional. You can have a mallet that's kind of got a puffy end, and you strike it. Oh, right. It's almost like a gong sound. Right, okay. And I kept striking it, and what I did is I visualized that going through my belly to my lower back, and it was it was breaking up the tension and the pain. Wow. And I literally visualized it, and I kept striking it, like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then I was playing it with the other stick and making yeah. it go around so it was singing. Mm. And then I visualized, re- I was like, it's harmonizing my body. It's harmonizing all this new, fresh energy. Mm. I woke up the next morning. I was able to roll around. I was able to move. Two days later, I was on a hike. 
Okay. So it's it's there's there's the there's the actual physical elements that you can kind of see and touch, mm. and then there's more of the energetic ones, which are like working on your chakras, mm. getting more grounded versus connecting a little bit more to the divine, mm. right? The first chakra versus the seventh chakras, and we have many other chakras, so you can really take it to so many different levels when it comes to sound healing. Yeah, absolutely. So back to that journey, because for a lot of people that have come to Ubud or are living um, as expats in Asia or around the world, it's it's interesting because, you know, you're exposed to something, you're like, wow, this is weird, this could totally be for me, and then you're like, okay, and then you go back to the, to the West. So yes. what was that journey for you? How did you come to Bali the first time? Yeah. And then when you decided to make this change, right? How did, how did you go about learning and, and finding your teachers sure. and, and, you know, really mm-hmm. pursuing this passion for you? So, um, you want the truth, right? Yeah, I want the truth. <laughs> this is so wild. Totally. Okay. So the truth is, I love this. This is the most humble experience. I started traveling around Southeast Asia. First mm. thing I did was I was going to go to Thailand for one month. And for those of us from at least America, taking one month off to go travel is huge. Yeah, because you only get 10 days right? a year, a and lot. then you have to see your family. So and, I went yeah. to Thailand, and I hadn't been anywhere east of Europe, so I was scared. I was shaking getting on the plane. I was almost in tears. Right. Three weeks later, I was with mostly Europeans yeah. traveling through Thailand, and yeah. of course, they're like, why are you only taking a month? We're here for three months, six months a year. Like, this is the way the rest of the world travels and lives. Yeah, the rest of the world literally travels yes. and takes time off yes. and works right? on their computers from yep. abroad, or they take... Three months, six totally. months, and they trust that they're going to get another job, and they go back and they do. And they do. And it's okay, and they have that quality of life, and they have that perspective, totally. I think, because of it. It's so interesting. Is um, Are you American? Yes. Okay, yeah, I'm American as well. And um, it's just one of those things where once you leave the U.S., you realize that so many people around you... It's a whole other world. It's a whole other world. You're like... What is going exactly. on? Well, and here's what here's what I think was so interesting about the conversation is the people I was with were like, oh, you're going back in a, in a week. And I was like, yes. And they're like, oh, so do you have work? And I was like, well, I work for myself. Not really. And they're like, oh, do you have clients waiting for you? And I was like, no, I don't really have anything booked for January. And they're like, why are you going back? Like, you've just said you wanted to go to Vietnam. You're in North Thailand. You know, it's a two hour flight. And literally, this is how the belief system was stuck in me. I was like, yes. but I just took a month off. I should go back. And they're like, you have no clients waiting for you. You don't have work waiting for you. You work for yourself. Right. And you, you have the time some money in the bank. Money. Right. You know, like, like, why are you not doing it? And it literally, it, it was such a beautiful process of like, I don't know why I'm not. I never yes. thought about it. Yeah. Well, you know what happened? I went to seven countries and stayed out for three months. Great. And the one of the last countries I came to was Bali. Because okay, I was, it was Indonesia. I was yeah, yeah. following a guy here. <laughs> yeah, as you do. As and, you do. And I'm saying that because sometimes we, we really need to allow ourselves to just let go and be loose. And you know what? Totally. It was one of the best experiences I did. Even though when totally. I first got here, it was actually really uncomfortable. I'm going to a sudden, couple of countries chasing guys. Right? You, know, you always fall in love with the country. <laughs> totally, right? Well, what's interesting is I came here and as soon as I got here, it was like, what are you doing? You know, it was kind of that moment of yeah, reality. Yeah, it was like, this is fabulous. The other thing might might totally. be irrelevant, but like, be here. Totally. Yeah. And I started feeling this amazing energy here. Mm. And I spent a month here. And when it came time to leave, it was like, oh, I hope the shuttle doesn't come. I hope the plane gets canceled. Like, you know, I just didn't want to go back to the States, but I needed mm. to because been extending for three months and seven countries later. Right. But I, there was something inside of me that said, you need to come out for like a year. You need to come out for a year and plan it so that you're not, mm-hmm. you know, every three weeks being like, oh, you know, what am I doing? 
What am yeah. I going? So yeah. what I did is I went back to the U.S. and mm-hmm. I did a couple of things. Number one, I said, okay, I'm going to give myself to the end of the year mm-hmm. and I'm going to work every project and job I can mm-hmm. and I'm going to downsize. And, and I want to be totally truthful. It was ebbs and flows. There are moments where like, yes, I'm doing this. And then there are moments where I wake up at four in the morning and I'm like, WTF, what am I doing? No, we all have right? that, I think. And, yeah. and that's why I say it because yeah. I think there can be this facade of like, oh, be courageous, like, be I've bold. I've made the choice. Yes. I'm committed. And it, it's okay to have doubts. Abs- you you have to have doubts. you do it anyway. If you're real. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And I just, I want to preface that because I don't think we talk enough about that. That's for me, so true. For oh, me, thank you for bringing that absolutely. up. For me, the words courageous, brave, you know, bold, I'll be totally honest. They don't work for me. I think they're beautiful words. I think they're powerful. They inspire me for a moment. But mm. you know what works for me? No, I'm scared shitless. I'm shaking as I'm getting on this plane. I don't know what I'm doing. I've got tears in my eyes and fear is my co-pilot and it's sitting right next to me and I'm going to go anyways. That's, That's right. how it works. Hashtag that is the truth. do it anyways. Do it anyways. And you know what? You learn every step of the way. And what helped me was that time that I was in the U.S. working. Mm. I was like, so how do I, how do I do this? So what I did is I started searching up for blogs and mm-hmm. people who traveled. Mm-hmm. And some people I connected with and I'm like, oh, I love the way they did this. And other people I was like, mm, that doesn't feel right. And the, this is where you got to really kind of practice taking time going back to yourself because mm. what someone else does isn't necessarily for you. Mm. So you take learnings that you can. Like there's one person I read a, lo- a blog about and he wrote a lot about really helpful ways of how do you save money. Mm. Like, you know, you, you make your own food. You don't have to go to Starbucks every day. I mean, you don't go to Starbucks every day. That's three, four bucks right there you save. That adds up. Yeah, I was I- explaining to someone how like... Starbucks got expensive somewhere in there, right? I mean, that's a meal or two here. Yeah, yeah. And so that's one thing like, and and you really do have to be disciplined. The second thing is that I read that someone else did that works for me is I'm a quote girl, like quotes everywhere. Yeah. And literally someone was like, you need to put quotes everywhere in your house, on your bathroom mirror, on your refrigerator door, on your wall, because everywhere you look, those thoughts, and I do believe our thoughts create our reality. You're, you're, what you need to do is you need to restructure your thoughts and your belief systems when you decide to really step out of your comfort zone because you're suddenly starting to question all of the old belief systems and your old thoughts and patterns don't work for you anymore, Mm. but you're not quite sure what the new ones are and you haven't built trust with them yet. Yes. Right? So when you have all of these... I had a very similar moment recently. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was... I've I've moved into the space where I really feel... where I really felt connected to a group of people and, and, you know, really grounded here in my Mm -hmm. life in Bali. And I had this thought, you know, we're having, we're talking to you from my iPhone right now. We're having a couple of mic issues. And I was like, Oh, you know, I just feel like I can't quite get back to that feeling of letting things happen. Right. And then I realized that feeling of being stuck wasn't what I wanted to feel, but it was familiar. Yes. Yeah. Right. And how often there's a beautiful quote and I'm going to, kind of paraphrase it. And I love it. Mm. We will so often choose the familiar uncomfortableness, like the, the familiar yes. old stagnant fear than something new that could actually happen. Yes. Right. So, so the old familiar pain mm. is what will stay in because it's familiar and it's known Yes. versus embracing something really new and trusting that when we take one step, other steps are going to magically appear, but they won't appear until you take that first step. 
That's right. It's like Indiana Jones when he's crossing that bridge. Was that which which Indiana Jones was that? That was uh the last Crusade Indiana Jones. I don't remember which one, but oh, you know which the one I, with Sean I know Connery. Exactly what oh, you're talking so about? Good. And he has to cross Indiana it. Jones in the Last Crusade. Yes. There we go. He has Woo. to cross it. That's and, right. And what does he do? He takes the first step. That's right. And a stone appears. He takes the second one, and the next That's thing right. you know, he's sprinting across. That's right. Exactly. So I share the story of, of reaching out and looking <laughs> at what other people have done in stories because mm. it is important to learn from each other, but then you have to go back to yourself. And I just want to give this one example. A lot of people had these really cool, sexy stories of selling everything, letting go, having nothing and going and traveling. And I downsized and got rid of a lot. But one thing I wasn't ready to let go of was this house I was renting. Mm -hmm. And I debated because I was like, no, I should just let go of everything. And then I was like, no, I kind of need and this one is little in thing. San Francisco yeah, with rent actually, control. It's in Sausalito. Oh, okay. For those of you who don't know, Sausalito is like the most beautiful town. It's beautiful. It's across the San Francisco Bay, across the Golden Gate Bridge yes. from San Francisco. It's beautiful. You drive across the Golden Gate Bridge and it's like you're in the 70s Magical. and it's artsy and there's brunch. It's and absolutely. It's, 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 it's an eclectic I, beach town that is absolutely yeah, beautiful yeah. vibe. <laughs> okay, so I could get that. Um, yeah. The reason why I'm sharing the story is mm. it's now been a year and a half later mm. and I am so happy that... I subletted it and I had the blessing of the landlords to do that. And I didn't let it go because for me, I needed to keep that little bit of rooting being rooted. Mm. Otherwise I would have stressed too much. Yeah. But it was great reading other people's stories, but I need to come back and, and ask myself what works for me. And so mm. when I talked to other people, some people are like, well, I don't know if I could go for a year. You don't have to go for a year. Take a couple of weeks. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the whole, the most important thing is that you're, you're taking baby steps to do what yeah. you need to do for you. And I, I also want to, however you can. Exactly. And I want to acknowledge before, I went to Thailand a couple years before I started, I would do a couple road trips by myself. Like I spent a weekend going to Santa Barbara, which is like a three hour, four hour drive from San Francisco. You don't have to fly halfway across the country. What's important is that you start taking little steps at a time mm. to, to go where you feel like you need to go. And then most number one important thing is you don't have to explain it to anyone, especially yourself. And I think when we start looking for reasons why we're doing something to explain it, especially to ourselves, then we get too much in our head. Mm. If something inside of you feels like you want to go somewhere or mm. have an experience, then something inside of you is taking you to that experience so you can learn a lesson. Right. So you can learn something. Right. You don't have to always explain it to anyone, not even yourself. Yeah. Go I, with there's, that feeling. There's this thing, I think, as, as Americans, as women, there's something that we, I realized it's actually something that I do that I've stopped doing, but we feel the need to justify. Absolutely. It's like, I have to be able to explain myself to people at a cocktail party. Totally. Do I go to cocktail parties right now? No, no, no I don't. But that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, well, if I'm, you know, if I'm like on an airplane or if I'm in a job interview or if I'm sending totally. out a resume or if I'm in a cafe, how am I going to explain my life to people? You no one to. cares. You don't have to justify no, yeah, well, your life to anyone, totally. but uh, you know, but sometimes yourself. Well, you, you have to be accountable and responsible for your actions. So what I will say is you are responsible for making sure you financially have the, the means to go travel and that you, you don't go and travel looking for people to help support you. What you do is you go and you travel learning and educating yourself as much as you can about mm. where you're going to go, you know, honoring the customs. If you're going to certain countries like India, et cetera, you wear a loose baggy clothes. You yeah, wear your you hair cover up. yourself. You know, you, I mean, honor that. Do your research. Do your homework. That is your self-responsibility when you go somewhere. Absolutely. But in addition to that, when you get there, if you find yourself questioning things, not sure what to do, I promise magical angels will show up. They will be disguised and look in all different ways that you don't expect, and they will help you completely out of the blue. 
it will happen. But don't go looking and thinking that they're going to do it. Does that make sense? You Absolutely. go and you 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 take re- responsibility yeah. for yourself, for your actions, the choices that you're making, and then you're like, okay, I'm just going to see what happens. Yeah, you, know, you go in doing your here. best, taking the best care of yourself that Absolutely. you can, and then you stay open. Absolutely. And the magic that will happen, I promise it will happen, and it's undescribable. It is just... It is so indescribable. The things that have happened on my journey, I, I still can't even sometimes really, com- my, my, my inner child and my soul are dancing and my rational mind is like, I still don't understand it. Yeah. I don't get it, lady. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's the same for me. Like I moved to Bali 2012. I had some friends that I came on a holiday and I made some friends that were really supportive of my music. I came back and recorded an album of songs that Amazing. I wrote. Right. And people are all like, how did oh, you no, do that? Right. And I'm just like, I don't know. I showed up. I showed up. It. Well, you showed up and, and you did it. You took one step at a time. Like, like I love yeah. what you just said. I came here. I found some friends that were supportive. Okay, this is where it's important to, you know, support your community, mm, right? Like you yeah. meet people who support you. Stay in touch. Invest in those relationships and energies. Because personally, I feel like magic is actually happening around happening around us 24-7. Mm. What gets in the way is our self-doubt, right? Yes. What gets We stop it. Because I think what's a beautiful example of what you just said is you came here, you felt this energy, you met some people who were supportive. You didn't go into self-doubt. You're like, okay, I'm going to come back. And then you started doing and recording the album, regardless of what other voices you heard. Right. No, there was doubt. There certainly was. But, but I you think didn't it let was... it stop you. Right. Hashtag and, do right? it anyways. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what we do, though, is sometimes I think magic comes to us or these amazing opportunities come to us. And then we talk ourselves out of it because we have to explain it or rationalize it. Or we don't think we can do it. Instead of taking these little steps, not worrying about perfection, Mm-mm. like get messy. Let's just get messy. Let's see what this is going to look like. Right. And it might actually not be messy. It might turn out to be this really golden, blissful, beautiful experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think that messy and unknown, I think, are really threatening to a lot of people Absolutely. that live in like America. You know, you only get two weeks a year for yep. vacation. You only get 10 vacation days. And and you don't have time to get into that juicy, human, messy. And I think we need to redefine that, right? Mm. So because I, I do sometimes think we look at people who do things and we only see their successes. Like I love Michael Jordan, right? Mm. I mean, you you talk, you talk see almost any interview with Michael Jordan and you give him praise and he's like, he appreciates it from my experience. But then he's also like, but look at all the baskets I missed in practice. He always goes back mm. to things that you know, his lessons learned, his practices, how many shots didn't he make? Yeah. Okay. That's really, really powerful. Right. And when we're looking at these role models and these idols, it's great to see what they've accomplished, but we have to remember their path wasn't perfect. Yeah. And so instead of saying always bold and courageous, I think we need to also be using messy and picking yourself back up off the the fall and and you keep going. Human. Having these experiences is what's uh, one of the people I love to use in business workshops, mm. as well as personal development workshops is Richard Branson. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, he talks about his fails all the time, all the time. He's like, I face planted, Then I face yep. planted again. <laughs> then I half face planted. It was like a half phase, like a, like a face <laughs> right? off face plant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, and what's so beautiful though, is not only does he get back up, he seems to have this ability to like really release it. And I think that's what we need to practice more of. Right. It's like yeah, not, uh, not holding it against ourselves. Oh, that's interesting. Right? Like release it, let it go, laugh at ourselves, you know, and then, and just keep going because that's what we need to keep going. We need to keep practicing. We need to keep, I also believe we, and this is one of the reasons why I, I use sound to try and also help people get lighter, laugh at ourselves more, have fun. You know, yeah. we don't need to understand every single thing that's going on in our life. Yeah. 
and enjoy the ride more. This, mm. I just feel like all of us, I include myself in this, in this planet, we've just all gotten a little too heavy at times. Yeah, a little bit too serious. Like, what does it all mean? How am I going to be remembered? Right, exactly. You know, especially like, you know, for, for someone who is starting a business or who is single or, you know, looking for success, looking for connection, you're not focused on where you are. You're focused on, you know, this, I'm going to have this big thing and this big thing is going to change my life. But in truth, the every day of your life now is the big thing is the big thing. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. being in the moment. Absolutely. And having appreciation and gratitude for it. Appreciation and gratitude. Oh, well, we're here with Kristen Furpo. Kristen, we're going to take a break in a minute and then we're going to come back and you're going to play the ball. Yay! Today's show is brought to you by me, Norma Jean. I'm a singer, songwriter. All the music you hear on the podcast is from my latest album, Bali and Back Again. And I draw an original Daily Doodle cartoon on both my Instagram and website. The website is njloves. That's nj, like Norma Jean, loves.com. So if you do like the show, please subscribe to us at iTunes. Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also hear us on SoundCloud. Um, and write us a review if you can. It really helps other little humans, other people find the show. Also, if you do know anyone that's interested in supporting us, please hit us up at hello at staywildpodcast.com. Thanks so much, and back to the show. All right, we're back with Stay Wild. I'm here with Kristen Furpo. Hi, Kristen. Hi. So we're here with your bowl, your beautiful crystal bowl made from clear crystal quartz. Yep. And dipped in 24 karat gold. Yep. <laughs> so do you want to tell us a little bit about this bowl? And then Kristen's going to offer a meditation. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. So this is, um, it's a beautiful, beautiful crystal bowl. What makes crystal bowls powerful is they're made of clear quartz crystal. Quartz crystal, as many of you know, is the most powerful crystal on the planet. It's actually what is in our computers. It's what is in this beautiful iPhone. Yep. And they are accelerators. They carry memory. And that's what makes our computers smart is the quartz crystals. Oh, right. That are okay. in them, right? Mm -hmm. So if they're in our computers, why are we not putting them and using them in our bodies to continue to enhance us and make us smart, right? We need to balance out the world a little. So these quartz crystals are powerful in the sense of they act as accelerators in helping us bring our intentions and our manifestations into the physical realm, into creation. So as we all know, our thoughts are very powerful. And as we mm. talked about in the very beginning, sound creates a vibration. And that vibration literally sends a physical vibration out into the world. And that's how we start to attract things. Right, like when you're positive, things happen. Like exactly. Better things happen for you. Absolutely. Exactly. Right. And it's the same thing. You walk into that crowded airport and you're jittery. Well, if you walk outside with that jittery, you're going to carry that vibration with you. You're going to keep attracting that jitteriness. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Makes sense, right? Absolutely. Okay. So now let's go back to the, the crystal bowls. Mm. A, a beautifully well-made quartz crystal bowl will have this acceleration in it, will have this energy in it. Mm -hmm. Now, there are all different types of crystal bowls out there, and they've gotten a lot more powerful. So what I will say is please do your research and homework if you're looking at them. Make sure it's a pure quartz crystal. Mm-hmm. 
The one I have is one piece. It's it's in a beautiful shape of a chalice. Yeah, and we're gonna put a picture in the in the show notes. It's a beautiful, beautiful like just the just the like work on this on this beautiful instrument. It's amazing. It's absolutely stunning. And it's shaped as a chalice, and then it's infused with Lumerian seeds, and it's dipped in 24 karat gold, and then it has a beautiful emblem etched in it representing divine empowerment. It has a tone specifically for the third chakra, which is a solar plexus. And then it is blessed with the really, really powerful energy of Ama Sophia Rose. All of this information and even a little bit more detail about the crystal bowl will be on the website. Yep. What makes this really powerful also is the person that's using it. And what I love is at the beginning of this conversation, you talked about how you really feel a connection to crystal bowls. Yeah, absolutely. What's important is, is whatever we feel a connection to, it could be a gong, it could be the metals, it could be a crystal bowl, is that we honor what that connection is because that connection is unique to us. For me, my connection is gold. It's a metal. So yeah. I love crystal. I, I mean, yeah. you should see my crystals in my and house. Kristen's a bit them. of a ginger, so it kind of makes <laughs> sense. The solar plexus is also known as the, the sun chakra. It's kind of the upper... Yep upper belly area. Um, And it's energetically where a lot of people believe our empowerment and self-worth comes from. Absolutely. Exactly. And it's what's really important about the solar plexus also is it's a beautiful balance between being a doormat and being a bitch, the yin and the yang, the male and the female, the dark and the light. And so how do we balance that out? How do we know when we're giving too much or we're not, we're maybe overpowering and using our voice? So what is that beautiful balance? And like you said, it's where our power and our empowerment comes. But empowerment cannot come without truth and integrity. So, so much of our truth and integrity really lie in the solar plexus. And I think it's a chakra that sometimes is a little bit overlooked at times because it's very, very powerful. It's truly in the center core of our body. And it's founded in our truth, our integrity, and our self-empowerment in in really being able to balance out that beautiful ability to guide and lead and speak our truth and have compassion and empathy at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And so for me, I really connect with gold and metal. So this this crystal chalice is just amazing. And I work really well with it because, again, the, the gold and myself really help to empower other people. Mm. As a sound healer, I tell people I don't do anything to them. I operate as a clear vessel and channel mm. and information comes through me so that I can help create the right vibration or like play the right intuition. vibration. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. To help whoever it is I'm working with, group of people or individual. What I would like to offer for you is a guided meditation where let's do a little bit around opening up all of the chakras and then we'll focus a little bit more on the solar plexus. And I would like to play this crystal bowl for you. Mm. So if you're ready, let's just take a couple deep breaths. Just close your eyes and take a deep inhale and exhale in and out through your nose. Let's do that two more times. Inhale. And exhale. And let's do that one more time again. Keep that focus. Inhale. Beautiful. And exhale. And as I play the bowl, just listen to the sounds. Let the vibrations come through you. And let my voice guide you on your sound journey.
invitation has been heard and is set forth. Amazing. Kristen, thank you so much for being on the podcast. As you finished that meditation, this beautiful breeze mm. just blew in and moved all the trees and the leaves and the plants in the garden. Can I say one thing? One of the things I've learned here in Bali about the culture also is that how nature is continuously helping us mm. harmonize. And nature makes sounds, right? So the sound of the gecko, there's a baby gecko. I'm forgetting the exact proper name of it but it's a baby gecko mm -hmm. and oftentimes here in bali you'll hear it and it'll go mm -hmm. you'll hear it right what that is is that's the sound of our spirit validating whatever thought just went through our head right. and it's really nature truthfully trying to help us mm. to believe in ourselves and believe in our thoughts and help guide us mm. right so during the sound meditation the gecko is going on oh amazing well hopefully you guys got a little bit of bali um thanks again Kristen. thank you All right, little humans, big thanks to Kristen today for coming on the show. I selected today's toast poem, another original poem, that uh, is about when you go out on your own and you let go of the expectations that we sometimes think that society or other people or ourselves that are, we're placing on ourselves and we move into this place of strength. So here we go. Wash your body with milk. Let it nourish your bones, fortify your skin, bestow renewal. Let everything not yours not be yours. Rinse from your fingers, glide ever closer to the drain of permission, release. No longer craving false, soft teeth as calcified bones hold true. Forging your independence. Standing tall, drenched in the remnants of the process. Eyelashes still wet, you stand. Soaked and strong. And that concludes today's show. Thanks so much for staying with us, little humans. Today's program was brought to you by me, Norma Jean. I'm a singer-songwriter. All the music on the podcast that you hear is from my latest album, Bali and Back Again. And I draw an original Daily Doodle cartoon on my Instagram and website. The website is njloves, like Norma Jean loves, njloves.com. If you do like the podcast, please subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We really hope that you subscribe and write us a review. It helps other little humans find the show. If you do know anyone that's interested in helping support us, please hit us up at hello at staywildpodcast.com. Thanks so much, little humans. And until next time, stay wild. So we keep on keeping on.